This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, guys, on other podcasts, you just need to listen. But on 90 Day Fiance, WTF, you have to listen double. Also, word of warning, please do not use expensive words. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Nadia. You just heard Mariam and Lon is also on this podcast. Hey, everybody. Oh, ladies, I don't know if I can keep doing this. This is a woman's job. <laughs> is it easy? Is it no, too easy for it, you? Is it just women or just American women's jobs? <laughs> American woman. <laughs> I just want to say hi. My name is Miriam Nadia. Kind of took my intro. It's all good. We're all on the same team. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> and uh, you know, thanks for listening to us uh, hash this uh, week's ninety day fiance the other way and happily ever after out. So let's start with the other way. To me, it's such a snooze fast. Yeah. I, I don't know what you guys think about it, but it, I totally zoned out on, a, on several of those storylines. But as usual, like Armando and Kenneth, theirs is the most endearing. Like Armando's daughter is so beyond cute. I like the fact that she's so woke. She's so looking forward to having two dads. And yeah, I wrote that's just down too. heartwarming. <laughs> What do you guys have to say about that? I liked, um, yeah, don't know. daughter is cute. You know, I, I, I think um, he did a great job of, of raising her to be that open-minded. Um, you know, the whole like two dads thing is, 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 I wasn't even at her age. I don't think I have, had ever even considered that. And for her to be not only considerate, but to be open and to be looking forward to it, that really did um, melt my heart. Um, but I also have a note here to mention Truffles. Oh, his dog, or, his dog um, waking Kenny's, up next to him. Kenny's dog, Kenny's little puppy. Oh, uh, he's adorable. Out. I guess he's really old. I thought, yeah, I thought Truffles was really cute too. Um, yeah, this story again, more crying from me. I don't know if y'all same. ladies shed a tear, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was here. crying again, and I'm like. I can't keep doing this, man. <laughs> Can we move on past the tears? Like, let's get to the let's get to the happy portion of this story. And yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's it was bittersweet, right? Because we get to see. I think we get to really genuinely see um, his mom's Armando's mom's um, acceptance and the sisters too. I want to say, and and it, I don't know. I don't think it's acted. I think this is genuine um, conflict that we're seeing, right? Um, you know, I'm still trying to get used to what's going on here, but you're my son and you're leaving, you know, and, and to kind of, um, to, to handle that, that pain and to deal with that pain uh, on camera. Um, it was just so like genuinely captured when the mom just, oh yeah, mom's, mom's inside the house. You're like, oh, well, maybe she just doesn't want to say bye, you know, and 
she comes out and again, the waterworks and you're yeah, She was such a wreck. Yeah. You know, and she's like, I'll talk to your dad. Like it's, 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 it's all very, very complicated. It's a complicated set of emotions here. Like, do I accept him? He's my son. Uh, also he's leaving. And um, it, to me, it, this, this is, this is something that couldn't be scripted, you know? And I, I really, I really thought that was, um, that was genuine on both um, his mom and his sister's part and his daughter's part too. Um, so yeah, um, definitely um, one of the highlights um, of the episode. Um, what did y'all think? I mean, first of all, I like that apartment they're going to move into. Did you guys see that view with the water? Oh the, yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to, you know, them both starting this new chapter in their life. I think Lonnie, you hit the nail on the head when you labeled this complicated it's so complicated. And I think from an American perspective, it's like, oh my God, like, of course, you know, love, you know, love is love, you know, why is there any problem? But, you know, in Mexico of all places, in these, you know, pockets of these villages, it's still very much machismo, you know, and Mm -hmm. men have a certain role, the women have a certain role. So for the dad not to even come out and say goodbye to him, it seems pretty cruel to us. But then I think, for that, for them, like that's a very normal reaction to this topic. Right. And when and, he said, when he said, if uh, I don't know if he's ready for me to bring Kenneth to that mm-hmm. part, right? That's another level of it to kind of right. accept it. But again, he already was thinking ahead. Well, right. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring him when I pick up, you know, um, his his daughter or whatever. I'm right. gonna bring and, him. Yeah. yeah, like get ready for it. Get and, ready for that. And, yeah, kind of like, and and the only way you're gonna see me and my daughter is with him, also. Yeah. And so and so I I think that's really complicated, right? Like it's it's t- it's a lot to tr- to process for the parents. Um, it's a lot to process for for everyone. So I think that it's gonna continue to kind of show how this you know, it's like a multi-layers, like, you know, one layer of complexity, hard yeah. complexity and then yeah. another. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I cannot cry when I see these two. I'm always yeah. crying. I'm like, what is going on? People? Yeah. Like, Do you <laughs> think, the, uh, here's another thing. I didn't really think of this, but you know, when you, when you mentioned in our last podcast that, you know, sometimes, you know, and as in Paul's case, the dad has chosen not to be part of the show. Like, do you think this could be a possibility that that this is the last last episode was the last or two episodes ago was the last we'll ever see of the dad? I you know, we know. might hear from him yeah. through his mom, yeah. but maybe he's just like, Mm-mm. like, I love you, son, but I'm not going to be on TV, like, you know, accepting or, you know, I can see right. how my reaction be. being filmed. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, he has a reputation to upkeep, right? Like, being a staunch, like, religious man of the house, he's probably thinking, like, if anyone sees this, what would they think of me and the way I raise my kid? The judgment. He, and yeah, this. the judgment yeah. that yeah. comes with it. So, right. I, Armando said that it was a documentary, right? He tricked his parents to yeah. thinking that it's a, it's a crew filming a documentary when actually it is a reality TV. Um, right. Or even how he would react. Because I think, if anything, that would be more of the part that I'm worried about. Um, even if I didn't harbor any homophobic feelings or things like that, um, how he was caught off guard and the camera was filming like right there. 
how do you manage those emotions, right? Like you could, you can believe whatever you want to believe about yourself, but when the cameras are rolling and then you see things like for the first time, like they're going to capture like your reaction to these things. Right. So like, I don't know. I might, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him for the rest of the season. Right. And Mm -hmm. the mom just reassures Armando, Oh, your dad loves you. And he says, hi you know right because because she has to say that on camera right i mean you know if i could just like put this whole like scenario within my culture like not mine because i feel like i'm american but like my parents culture and my brother you know i mean you know coming out to my dad i think my dad would disown him and kick him out of the house my mom would have my mom would have ties to him but there'd be no way in hell that kenny would be allowed to come over right and and it, it would just be like I you know I have five kids and one of them died like that's that's how it's treated with our culture. Oof. So it, it is pretty intense and and yeah. that's kind of like what I see with Kenny's with Kenny's parents like Kenny is from a different generation right but his parents are just from another generation right and and at that age can they change their mind I hope so right everyone should be able to but some people cannot. I'm assuming they're also like catholic or oh, christian hardcore. some yeah. various yeah, yes they're definitely religious yeah and mm-hmm. as, I, as i said in the last podcast i i can relate to that because i was also raised like under catholicism and i know i know how like bible thumping and the word <laughs> of god and right, right how like important that is and right you know it's so it's such it's so ingrained in in our society that we see it playing out here in our own um, American like politics, right? Like the mm-hmm. conservative left or conservative right, Christian. And we we're constantly in this conflict where we have to fight for civil rights, you know, and and to um, to battle this whole religious aspect of it. So, you know, it is a force. It's 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 its own force to be reckoned with. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we're having that problem here in America, and Catholicism and Christianity in itself is is its own thing. It's it's a, it's an entire empire if you think about when you place it in terms of Roman Catholicism and the Roman Empire and how how widespread it was. Like that's what we're up against, pretty much. Right? So these are deeply ingrained beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I get it, and I get how it's going to be difficult to overcome when your entire life you've been told that this is sinful. You've been told right. that this is not God's plan for humanity, you know, and, and now you, you have a son and how are you going to, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to deal with that? Yeah. I mean, and he's, and he's come out before he's tried to come out before. This is not new. Yeah. I'm sure his parents hear all those conversations on the phone. Like he's in his room till two o'clock in the morning talking to Kenny. They Mm. know, but you know what? Again, putting myself, putting him in my culture, they want just to sweep it under the rug. It right. never happened. Doesn't happen. If I don't see it happening, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Didn't he um, reveal that he did try to come out once, but his parents thought the way to eliminate his, you know, homosexuality is for him to get married to a woman, and and he obliged, and because he thought that that's probably a way to appease his parents, and and it turned out that he's he's still pretty much gay right so i'll have to revisit that because i thought i thought they were fooled i thought 
I thought he married. And then when he came out, they were all surprised. Like, what? Are you kidding? But you have a wife, you know? And, and a kid. kid. Yeah. 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 So I thought, um, I'll have to revisit that. I thought that, um, that he kept it under wraps until after he was already married. And he, he was the one that led his family along or he led them uh, to believe that he was. You're married. probably right. I probably haven't watched it again. Do we want to cover Jenny and Sumit? Or do we want to skip their ditch? I don't have much to say. Sure. Yeah, same. Pass. Yeah, divorce right. papers. We'll, we'll hang on yeah. for that. Yeah, you know, okay. But... Hard pass for now. Um, <laughs> but hey, quick question. Did you guys catch the part where Jenny said that that was her third time in India? I thought that was her second time. Did, we, did I miss something? Yeah, yeah I, I actually, yeah, so I did catch that. And Nadia, I, I had the same question in my head. I thought she went one time. Yeah. The first time. Correct. Found out, found out he was married. And then the third, and the second time was what we're seeing, but there was okay. something in between also. Something yeah, in between the first and the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So do you think mm. he, she visited him like as a tourist? in between that or maybe before the first oh, time I, actually like... it was before the first time actually ah, yeah okay. it was before okay. yep it was before that so she's pretty but familiar she, with she didn't know him or she knew him this so, was pre so, so the thing is i know she has been in india before like independent of of samit samit okay yeah, yeah, yeah. right That's what I was thinking. um and then i think their story samit catfished her and put yep. a, some some other Bollywood actors photo on there, um, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not digress too hard. Okay, <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, she's been to India a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I also the other thing I caught was a TLC film like a, a brawl between two Indian men. Oh, and I thought that was probably the more the more exciting part of their storyline. <laughs> <laughs> in in last last night's episode, moving on to Biniam and Ariella, what do you guys think? Like, is she? I felt like she took it, in a in a nice way. Like, you know, after after she saw the bathroom, and I thought she would have that kind of Devon level meltdown, but she mm-hmm. did not. She kind of left it off, or maybe she was chuckling to like keep herself sane and not yeah. want to punch that was the impression <laughs> i got i think i think she was as disappointed as Devin, but she handled it differently yeah is what i think yeah yeah like, um she and uh, her mom yeah. they're both very calm people like they don't look like they would freak out so i yeah i kind of i kind of respect that like she she, she was laughing way too much she was right. laughing way too much smiling mm-hmm. it was like a nervous laugh yeah right, nervous laugh right. yeah. yeah and she had already so here's the thing right and i felt kind of bad um for binium because she already showed it when she saw his haircut right i was right. like oh my she god what is that about she, like, i don't does, I does think, this mean that he she only likes him when he has braids well, i, I, I think took that, it okay Go, go ahead, ahead. Miriam, you no, first. No, you ahead. first. No, I took it as I took it as she already had a preconceived notion of how things were going to be, and that was her first hit of reality. That whatever you had in your mind, whatever preconceived notions you had of how this is going to go, this is the first indication that it's not. 
Mm -hmm. right? Like the person she thought in her head she was going to meet, still the same person, but different now. And that's not to say she doesn't care about him, but in that moment, she was like, all my plans or whatever, out the fucking window. And that was her first like breakdown, right? Because she started to cry and he's like, are you sad? What's going on? I'm just tired, you know? And I think like it was one of those things where she was telling herself the entire time, you know, when she boarded the plane, oh, I'm excited, happy, 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 you know, that she had this thing and that she had this plan or she had whatever, this vision of how things are going to go. And this was the very first hit of reality where like, nope, like you're, you can't plan shit like this. Like this is how, this is how it is. And when she saw him and I don't think he's lost weight, she just, he just hasn't taken his shirt off. Right. But you know, with the, with the, the hair was a very dramatic change. So if that can change dramatically, like what, what else is in store? And um, Miriam, do you think that she has a thing for Braids, you think, or I she mean, has a I mean, type? It's a cool, them it's dreadlocks. A different look. Oh yeah, God. the dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah sorry, a, dreadlocks. It's a different look. I mean, that picture they showed with him on the beach and those ripped abs and stuff. I was like, wow. And then the guy in the airport seemed pretty average. I don't know. I just they even seem like it was the same person. Yeah, but she is so hormonal. She's pregnant. Yeah, her mom's uh, that there. Too. I didn't even that take that into yeah. consideration. Yeah. When, I, when I was pregnant, I would cry over National Geographic stuff. So <laughs> the fact that she kept it together. I'm gonna give her props for that. But um, for some reason, I kind of want to always hate her. Like that was kind of my initial (laughs) thing with her. Like I just didn't like her. Like, I don't know why, but she's really sweet and super adorable. And she's growing on me. I like Um, her a lot. I like her. Like, no, I I definitely think that she's really, she's like just a nice person. Um, And then her reaction to the bathroom, I was like, here is another privileged American person coming to a third world country Mm -hmm. and expecting first world accommodations, you know, and that's the best he could do. And that's not good enough for her. He did Um, pretty good. But there's no toilet seat though. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) No, the bathroom, the toilets in the Philippines, they're like that. And and, and the thing is- well, there's no seat. And the thing is, it's, and it's not even that there's no seat. It's just that, you know, they take a crap differently. Oh, I think I know yeah. what you mean. So I think you're I know not what supposed you mean. to sit. You're, you actually stand on it and squat. Yeah, you're supposed to squat on it. Yeah. I've seen, I didn't yeah, know it, that. No, I, yeah, I don't want to say I've seen, but I just want to say like, I've, I've heard I heard that that's the case, but again, I'm skeeved out when I saw that there's no toilet seat. I like, same here. I was like, and then I can't immediately I thought about the squatting, and I'm like, no, right. she's pregnant. How can you expect that's her to? That's true. Too. That's true too. But that bed, when I saw the bed, I was like, dang, look at that headboard, dude. Right, it looked like right. leather and wood. I was like, that's a bed right there, dude. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. I mean. I don't think it was the best place, but I do, like you said, Miriam, I think he did the best he could. He did the like best he, he could. He wasn't know? lazy about it. Jihoon's totally. another story. We'll get to oh, that. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, this guy has like 50,000 jobs. I mean, how many jobs does he have? <laughs> you know, there's like a meme that he has more jobs than all of the 90 Day uh, Fiance <laughs> cast members combined. Yeah. Um, and I and I also think part of her frustration was that her mom was there and her mom's you know expectations are so high, and she already immediately knows that her mom is not going to approve. She's kind of and seeing I, it yeah. through her mom's eyes, like right. what's my mom yeah. thinking? She needs right to now? impress what's her mom, mom to not let her mom worry that she right. exactly stay in Ethiopia. Yeah, even yeah. He, he kind of 
like warned her or tried to set manage expectations, right? When she said, oh, it better be good or I'm going to kill you. He, he said something like, well, this is Ethiopia. You know, this is Ethiopia. He kind of said something along those lines to kind of, you know, manage your expectations. You're Welcome not, to you're Africa, not America baby. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of Jihoon uh, and Devin, um... <laughs> he's such a loser. My God. Oh my goodness. He's okay. such a loser. I want to ask you both if you could like point the finger at who who messed up this whole apartment fiasco. And again, I don't think it's a it's a mess. I think it's more of like people being jet jet lag and you know experiencing different culture and seeing the neighborhood and being freaked out by it. But is it really Jihoon's fault or is it Devin for not doing her research when she booked because the inside of the apartment looks decent even though you know by american standards it's not good enough but again it's that's also about managing expectations right like how much house are you planning to get like mm-hmm. this is korea not you know not utah anymore so where is you that guys, where she's from yeah utah okay. yeah. right i think um hold on i mean look yeah salt lake city Actually, interesting. Yeah. So as a guy, um, and not even just as a guy, as a person who who's living there, it, it ultimately he would have. Okay, here's here's here here. Let me let me lay down the list. He lives in the country, so he has better access um, to go visit these places and to and, and to see for his own eyes you know, what's available if these are, if, if these are good um, living conditions or not. Um, he has the benefit of, um, of getting his, his parents' opinion, right? Like, oh, what do you think, right? Or what do you think of, of this place? Is this, is this something uh, where I could raise a family? Um, he's only working part-time, if I'm correct, right? What are you doing with the rest of the time? So, there's, there's all these things that are stacked against him. Devin doesn't live there. So yeah, I'll, she can say something like, I'll, I'll put the money down, you know, but I can't go to, I can't actually go physically to the place because I'm not, I'm not there. She's taking care of kids, right? Uh, of his, um, of her own kid and then the kid they have together. Um, and maybe, she, I, don't, I forget if she's working or not, but um, I'm just, when it comes down to, if we were to build a list, uh, a comparative list, I would put it on him more than on Devin. Um, he lives, he lives there. He could have went to go check the spot out. We already got to see, we already got to see, um, how he is in terms of, um, just initiative. He doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder what the hell are you doing then? You know, you're over here eating like Korean barbecue with your boys and stuff like, Oh, everything's going to be okay. Can you get off your ass? Like, what are you doing? You're you're not working full time, you know. So there's he's four not doing hours nothing. in the day. Yeah, he's not. So he's not. You could have put I, the the extra time and effort into go into going to scope out a place. Totally, he's super selfish. I mean, he's like lying to her right and left. She's like, you know, she's got two kids. She's juggling one of them, which is his. And, you know, she pretty much leaves her life behind to come to, to come and be with you. And you're literally lying to her 
every conversation, she's asking you, so do you have a home? Yes, I do. Do you have a job? Yes, I do. How much do you make? I make 6,000 a month. I mean, like he's pretty much telling her everything that she wants to hear, hoping that when she comes to Korea, somehow like by the grace of God, it starts raining money and everything is fine. Like just like, he's not even thinking like what's going to happen to me tomorrow. It's like the seriousness of the situation he's not really fully comprehending how it is. And then when it finally hit him at the last moment, or not even the last moment, when it was a moment too soon, it finally hit. And he's like, oh man, I'm fucked. Like, this is a cluster, you know? Like, And he's starting to see the big picture all of a sudden. Like, this is terrible. And even his his parents are like, yeah, this is bad. So like, uh, (laughs) he's totally underestimating his responsibility He's yeah. underestimating the urgency. He's underestimating just the entire scope of, of what he, he needs to do, the responsibility he has here of being a father and wanting his family to be here with him. He mm-hmm. completely missed the mark, right? In, in yeah. every totally. level of it. He ain't ready to be a to he's step not, up. He's not, unfortunately. He isn't. Do you think, think that she's going to stay or do you guys think she's going to GTFO? She has she's to leaving. stay. She has to. What, it's, the for the, it's for the season, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. True yeah. that. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's just where they're gonna stay. Are they gonna stay in the same apartment? Is he gonna perform a miracle and somehow find a better apartment in a better neighborhood that we have to stay tuned and watch? Yeah. But Does I got the nerve to get her? mad at her. I yeah. followed yeah. her. Where is she right now? I'm just, I'm just she curious. She was in Korea during the COVID lockdown. So she okay. was documenting how stifled she felt with like being indoors and being obviously being trapped in like a small apartment with two kids. So yeah, so yeah, her, she's frustrated. her most of the world is frustrated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only followed her because she took like glamour shots and stuff. And I was That's like, heavily that... photoshopped. Yeah, I was like, is that Devin? No, but yeah. she's really beautiful, though. <laughs> she's pretty. No, she's she really, pretty. Is. She really yeah. is. She's... Even before, yeah. For when she was introduced, when they're when they as a couple were introduced. Right. I was like, oh, right. this girl is really pretty. Um, yeah, but then like when I looked into her account, she had all these glamour shots and stuff. She looked like supermodel, you know. I was like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> um, Lama's like, follow hearts. Yeah. Like. But then after a while, it was just, you know, oh, they're just another like picture of a pretty face so then i just yeah. like unfollowed because i just i don't know maybe i'll follow her back just to see if you know she talks more about what's going on with her and jihoon but at the time it was a, which was a while back like i like i said it's when they introduced them as a couple it was just pictures of her like glamour shots and modeling and stuff so i didn't wasn't interesting enough to hold my attention can we talk about the elephant in the room here and that is what does she see in him is she one of those people that have a thing for Asians? This is this is this one relates to Asuelu also, but someone I was listening to, I want to think I want to say it was in the Cray Cray podcast, was it was the pregnancy. It was <laughs> and there, 100% and she's like, the pregnancy. She's like, y'all, y'all don't need to marry these guys. <laughs> okay, so what? You get knocked up. So have the kid. Stop marrying these guys. <laughs> Knock you up. Well, she's, like, she's giving you it a try. You know? She's giving it a try because yeah. he's there. He's, he's eager. He wants to give it a try. Ain't nothing going on. 
But what does she see in him, though? Like, why would she want to hook up with someone like him? Uh, he's not bad. He's cute, I think. You know, uh, it's that I whole. Think he's cute. Yeah, and when you spit game, like game's different, right? Like yeah. it, things always go downhill once they meet, and like life happens. But online. Like you're you're a different person. You're mysterious. You're giving mm-hmm. bits and pieces of yourself. Never the negative stuff. Always the positive, right? Oh, here's what's good about me. And you paint yourself in the best light. So for all she knew, he's a winner, right? Like you don't fully understand. He wasn't a thief, or not even a thief. He wasn't a what um, a hot mobile phone stolen mobile phone salesman when she was flirting with him online he was different right he had he had a job whatever he's making mm-hmm. money really mm-hmm. that's all right it, he didn't reveal that he didn't reveal later until later until she was already hooked right? yeah then then the truth like starts to come out well what it what is it what are you in trouble for oh uh, and then the truth comes out right like <laughs> so because so she, yeah so she if she didn't get knocked up they would not be together right now Right. You know, it was supposed True. to just be like this, like fun one night fling type of a thing. And, you know, a couple seasons later, here we are. Yeah. So, so yeah, say, same with Ansuelo. Ansuelo and Kalani. Ansuelo, yeah. Same, yeah. It's the same thing. So I was going to segue to them, but then I realized we have one last couple to cover on the other way. And that is Tim and Melissa. Do we want to talk about I hate the way he says her name. Melisa. My Lisa. My Lisa. What about the way he says? She's my Lisa. Oh, God. Wait, what about the way he says Colombia? Colombia. Like, he really <laughs> emphasized the Colombia. <laughs> it's still, to me, it's still a doomed relationship. I don't even know I would waste time with this guy. Like, oh, so now he's seeing a shrink. I guess because she asked him to a relationship counselor. Yeah. Or something like that. And she's just telling him stuff. We already know if you're not a hundred percent in, it's not going to work. Yeah. We fucking yeah. know that. Dude. Yeah. How do you, what about how how do you his, not know this? <laughs> what about how his mom was like totally like backing him up, you know, yeah. like yeah. make sure it's good for you and it's all about you. And I'm going to come. Right. Up. Didn't she, yeah. didn't she offer? Yeah. What is up with moms are... trying to come Seriously. with her son? She's another Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Stop that. Dude. Well, what, what about the fact that the mom thinks that she's trying to control him? And already that's like setting him up for failure because it's like, she'll never approve, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think after what he's done though, you know, it's, it's, only normal for somebody to be extra cautious and for somebody to want to lay down um, boundaries and parameters. Cause like the trust is broken. Right. Which is why I said, you know what, like it's It's already over. Yeah. Just just, call it quits now. Yeah. All right. Game over. Uh, he's gonna game. just cry a lot, I think. He's gonna cry a lot. I see yeah, that he's happening gonna cry too. A lot and keep saying Melisa over and make over. Make himself, again. yeah, make himself <laughs> the victim in all of this, right? right? Like, as oh poor me, you're never gonna trust me, right? You're the one that fucked up. You broke mm-hmm. her. You, yeah. Anyway. Melisa from Colombia. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of our coverage of the other way. Now it's, you know, now it's the interesting stuff, right? Like, Happily Ever After was packed with tons of drama. Stuff. 
Where do we want to go with? I mean, do we want to talk about Paul and wait? No, no, no. Hold on. Let me back. Let me dial back. Should we just go ahead with Angela and Michael first? Since there's this pretty, uh, pretty chill. You know, yeah. Like, so okay. So out. here's the thing, right? With um, with uh, happily ever after, I'm just gonna come out and say it since I'm the guy anyway. We got a group of guys here who are all shit bags, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just looking at guys. this list, right? Michael, Colt, Asuelu, Paul, and Andre. We're not working with a bunch of winners here, Mm-mm. okay? <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to Michael, the note that I made was he when he was talking to his sister like it wasn't even that it was a that it was a phone with a ringtone it was a second phone entirely did y'all catch right. that totally oh, really? the way, the yes. way i didn't catch that he oh, said he said oh when i was talking to her um she heard my other phone or or my other phone went off yeah and i'm like what <laughs> so it's not like she even heard a distinct ringtone he has a burner dude what right. do you need that right. for? Burn it for your mechanic. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. For so, the sexy mechanic that he's yeah, gonna meet up with. So, later. Then, so right away I was already like I, I dismissed everything. I'm like, nope. Yeah, she is right about you, dude. And she's gonna watch that. And I don't know if she'll catch it, but I caught oh, it. I was she, like, Yeah, and she's gonna fight phone, with him. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. the way he told his sister was totally wrong, and it was like conveniently leaving out the most incriminating parts of what really happened. Um, and the whole like, you know, how Angela has to have a baby. That whole conversation also, I thought it was interesting how you know she was like, and Nigeria can have two wives, and also you can just be with another woman and just like get her pregnant. And it's it's a huge deal for that culture, and I get it. Like you know, everyone needs their own offspring, offspring, whatever. Um, but Angela is not going to be cool with that. Uh-uh. She is so jealous. With another woman? With, an, with anybody. Yeah. Like, Michael's not even allowed to speak to people, let mm-hmm. alone consummate and create a child. So, I don't she know. She used I think the word concubine, too. Imagine if yeah, Angela heard that. Yeah. And his that's sister normal. also said, a man with no kids is not regarded in Nigeria. Does right. that mean he's not regarded as a man? Like, he's not... He loses he, his man card, as we would put it here in America. Like, is he He's not still a boy, not less, yet a man? Yeah, is he less of a of a man because of that? Like when she said that, that made yes, me- yeah. So in my culture, again, my parents' generation and much older. Once you get married, if you do not have a child within nine months, there's you are not a, a man. You're not wow. men enough to mm. to you know. It's important. Create, like, create a child, basically. All right, so Angela. Yeah. Get toting. She's got uh, her work cut out for her. Did you get, what did you guys think about her wedding dress? I was just like not really feeling it. I was Wait, just like, ah. You, was that last episode though? Or was that the last? Was that last? No. I thought, I thought I saw her try on her wedding dress for she her She did. You are right. She did. And she asked her mom what she thinks of it. What she, what she thought of about the dress. And I, a, a part of me kind of like, you know, was feeling sad because her mom, obviously, you you know, Miriam, you mentioned last week that her mom passed away. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that was the last time she saw that was tough. Angela in a dress. And like, oh, and it's it's tough. But yeah, Angela's got to take care of herself, too, because didn't she say like her mom had, I mean, her mom had cancer and then her, her aunt or something had cancer. Like, basically, when, when I heard that, I was like, damn, her whole family has 
like a history of cancer and like all I all I can think of is Angela you gotta stop smoking isn't that what the whole that's what the whole endometrial biopsy was about though too right the cancer yeah yeah because it's enlarged yeah yeah, I mean I that was, was entertaining. That was an entertaining scene. Yeah, when she got high off of what uh, nitrous oxide, nitrous oxide laughing yeah. gas. But then yeah, w- again, they hit you with that reality, like, oh, by the way, right, you might have cancer or some shit. Yeah, oh, gosh. The, I I wanted to start this this whole segment with you know my favorite gynae, Carmelo Pedigree. <laughs> Is back with a long ass syringe. Because <laughs> remember, uh-huh, that yeah, was a yeah, long yeah. ass syringe. Oh my god! I, was like, like, I thought Angela was just that? acting up, but yeah, man, when she showed it but to her, I was like, Ooh. I wonder <laughs> if she did that on purpose because, like, Angela was freaking out on the table and she was like screaming and mm-hmm. like kind of like you know jiggling around yeah, and everything. And she had lot. to. I remember there was a scene where she said, "I've never given a patient nitrous oxide," yeah. like or with this, a straight face, right, and I was right. like. And and then when she showed her the syringe, I was like, this is her fucking up with, I mean, like, fucking with her brains, like, you know, fucking totally. with her mind. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm based a- off of Angela's, like, reaction, I thought it was this huge tube going up her thing. Yeah. You know? Like, That's I was like, oh, I my pictured. God, what are they doing? There's, like, this, like, big thing going up in there. And when they showed the needle, I was like, dude, come on. You are marrying a black guy. Okay. <laughs> Like, you're crying over that little syringe out of here, dude. I mean, she has, like, a shit ton of kids, too. So it's like, you know, you're not no spring chicken, Angela, darling. Oh, man. Did you... So I'm not sure if it's the sister or aunt. I thought it was the aunt that he spoke to. But did you guys hear something about her saying that Michael is young, tall, and handsome? Or did I imagine that? You got that right. Oh my <laughs> god! I was right. like, right. I think I was doing something, and when I heard that, like my head like went up, and I was like, "What did she say? What?" Like <laughs> we talking about the her, same that, person? Yeah, yeah is it her, Michael? That's, that's Michael. You know, <laughs> that is her tall, dark, handsome man. You know, ugh, ugh, with the Trump shorts or the oh USA god. flag shorts, whatever that was. Man, and burner phone. <laughs> um, this burner phone, <laughs> yeah. So I guess in the next episode, we see that Angela would have already flown to Nigeria again. And this time around, she'll be bringing her, I guess, a good friend. Um, Jojo. Right? Is it yeah. Jojo? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is that her name? I forgot. New character. Yeah. Yeah. So nice of her to follow Angela. Um, so should we move on to Karini and Paul? Yes. And his horrible ass car and how he threw that fries to at you know out without the box. I'm like, dude, why do you just throw the damn box <laughs> away? So you, don't gross. To, you don't have to like flick the fries off. Like I, I, I mean, what's what good is that? That's littering. Yeah. <laughs> I like I how don't his know. parents took the house key off of his keys I and know. then gave it to him. <laughs> <There's> it. <laughs> Damn. I mean, imagine like stuff that we just don't know about Paul. We already know he's off a little bit, right? So super awkward. Yeah. But that whole car thing, I mean, imagine like the smell. He was living in Brazil up until that trunk opened up. Yeah. I mean, it could have had a dead body in there. would have been a skeleton by now. You know what I mean? Uh, Um, I mean, I was just kind of feeling Karini um, because she was just like, you know, I don't have any support here. And she was like, I want to go back. Like, I kind of would too if I had to like be with this guy Paul. I mean, look at his car. Like, it's just there's no hope with this guy. Yeah. Um, but fingers and it wasn't crossed. Even it, it wasn't even like that. It was a broke ass car. 
but like it wasn't safe enough to drive um you know with a baby in there yeah Yeah. he was all cleaning it out and like we got to see glimpses of what it was on the inside like he's one of those guys that collects garbage and trash and just puts it in the back seat puts it in the trunk so he's over here trying to make it healthy enough for a for a baby and his wife to be in and i'm like ooh, that's not cool is that really his car though or do you think tlc set that up like they yeah that's, I mean, that's like his high school car that's the car he drove since high school and yeah. 10 years it could go either way i could i could see tlc you know making good tv but i could it's not too far of a stretch for me to think that that's his real car right like but it is undrivable like i don't know why the way the tail light was like caved in and busted like that, he yeah. would get stopped, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. busted tail light. Right. So I don't know. That made me automatically like start to doubt the scene, right? Um, but again, like I wouldn't. But, they, but he could fix it, right? He could spend a couple hundred fix it. He could. Yeah. And then he'd have a functioning car. If he's got car. a couple hundred, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is he'd... up with him uh, needing a trash bag, even though there are like two trash bins? I was thinking that too. Just roll the trash thing yeah. out and then just start throwing. I don't know. That's just him trying to control the situation and trying to control her. And yeah. he's just so particular and he comes across like a hoarder. I can't even imagine like what his room in the house was, yes, right? I mean, the mom was like, go away. Like, I don't need your garbage. Like, his room probably had stink lines coming out of it every time you'd walk by it. So um, I'm super happy the mom just like kicked him to the curb and was like figured out but i kind of feel for Karini and the baby yeah yeah you know, it's better yeah do we want to talk about andre and elizabeth how do y'all feel about that i have i mean i know how i feel it, it feels so fake number one this whole trip to moldova it is fake I mean, Wait, his fa- what? So his his family. I told you. Yeah, it feels I like know. Fake, fake, fake. We've talked about it a lot. The wedding bit. is made up. It's like they don't need to have the wedding. They just had to have a storyline story, in order to right? be relevant. Yeah. And and it's kind of a juicy storyline too, because I'm so I'm you don't wait, 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 hold on. Okay, so let's say okay. Um, for the sake of argument, then, um, so you think, uh, that his parents. Uh, have maybe met the daughter already is or is that part real oh i definitely i think that part's real right because i think that was the bigger part for me was look the um you know how long are they gonna wait to meet their their granddaughter right um because the family was like blah 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 they can wait longer you know this the you know for when it's convenient for us but he's like no like we got to get her baptized my parents haven't met her yet so I think like the family reunion part played out real enough. I think for for me, you know, if um, as but, contrived, but you have to have a be. wedding, right? I yeah, mean, you're right. She looked good in in her wedding dress though when she was trying out her wedding dress, and her sister was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna get to see you, you in it. It's the, everything you dress yeah. for." Did you guys see that meme where like one of her sisters say, "Moldova is very dangerous," and then. Also, in the, the same, same person. Like, I can't wait. I, I can't. can't wait I can't believe I'm not, not yeah. coming to see your wedding. It's I'm like okay, <laughs> make up your mind. Yeah, yeah um, they're all their scenes seem fabricated, though. Like I said, like when they were in the pool and they were all done up, their hair was done up. They had makeup. They're they breastfeeding. Seven hundred dollars swimsuits, right? While they're breastfeeding, I'm like, come on, dude, really? <laughs> That's not contrived. 
Um, I, I do give props to Lizzie for speaking the language. It seems like she yeah. made an attempt to yeah. kind of speak the, the, the local language. The, the, the thing that stood out for me was the fact that she was very oblivious to her surrounding. Well, not oblivious. She, she was like, I don't remember this place. And then Andre said like, yeah, you were too drunk to remember drunk. what the city center looked like. <laughs> and I was like, damn, was she, did they hook up when she was all dazed and drunk or something? Um, I think that's how a lot of these things happen. Yeah, on parties, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stranger. Um, um, what do you guys think about her having to be baptized also? So I want to ask Lon this because I guess you might know a, a thing or two about this. Does baptizing mean converting? Pretty much conversion. Yeah. Okay. So it's a big deal. And um, if so is that uh, born again or is it like I, I'm not sure what Lizzie is right now. Maybe she's is she atheist or she's not it's weird. And even I, I even I had to. She's Baptist. Right. So oh, okay. under the umbrella of Christianity, there's other sex. S E C T S or yeah. branches per yeah, se branches, sure. of of Christianity. Denomination. So even right? within yeah. Christianity, there's there's disagreement, right? Um and and um some and, of them are open. Some of them you can be of a different branch of Christianity and marry, but some others you're like, no, you have to be us. All right. Yeah, and, and Andre is, is Orthodox Christian, if I'm not wrong, right? Or is he like Roman Catholic? I, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Orthodox something. Either Orthodox Catholicism, Orthodox Christian. We just know that she's Baptist and there's a, therein lies a, some kind of conflict. And she has to convert. So, I mean, it depends, right? Like, um, for if it were my mom, my mom would have a problem with that. My mom would be like, no, on. Catholicism is the universal. It's the right one, right? Um, if, if I told my mom that I had to convert, she would, she would break her heart. She would say, she would say, make her convert. Right. That would Uh, be her answer to this. Make, make the other person convert. That's the same with Muslims, man. Like, and Mm -hmm. and by the way, it's the same with Jews too. Like Judaism, right? Like they they would want you to be, you know, converted to Judaism. And it's the same with Islam as well. So, so my, my tangent with that was, um, if this wasn't, contrived scripted whatever have you um it was very to me the way i saw it was it was was it was very calculated on andre's part um aside from the fact that yeah let's let's shorten it so that her family can't come but also so that nobody else could be part of the decision making right oh you're the godparents by the way yeah yeah it was like no time to think about it sorry you're you're it and that's it right oh by the way you got to convert I got to fucking convert. No, hey, we don't have any more fucking time, right? You got to convert like yeah. yesterday. So like all this like condensed time doesn't give a lot of people the opportunity to um, to step back and go, let me let me just debate the pros and cons. Yeah. Or maybe if I want to be how much I want to, um, you know, be a part of this or dedicate like to this whole process. I would think he should discuss with her on who... Eleanor's god or Eleanor right by the totally. way uh, Eleanor's godparents should be like it shouldn't be a decision solely made by him it's they were taken fair. aback even the even the godparents were like were like taken aback I, I I thought and they they were like hold up let's pump the brakes but yeah they dropped the bomb and 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 by the way like I was informed that being godparents it's a huge deal 
like you're forever tied to the the child that you're godparents to. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he didn't warn his brother beforehand, that's definitely, it looks like they were shocked and really like, I mean, I guess they kind of like unwillingly accept because they're like, yeah, of course, you know, we're, we're brothers. So I, I would be okay yeah. with it. But then like, I guess even they would need a heads up, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's um, um, a blessing, quote unquote, um, at the same time where it's, it's a huge responsibility. So like uh, you, the responsibility while the parents are still alive is you're supposed to raise them um, according to God's laws, right? So check in with your godson, goddaughter, and and raise them, you know, um, according to scripture and what with morals and ethics according yeah. to the biblical code. But then I believe also, if anything were to befall the parents, like if they died, the, the godparents would be activated immediately. Exactly. I guess <laughs> they become they become then the, the caretaker. Guardian. Yeah, the guardian. Sorry. So, okay. Do you do you guys see a situation where something happens to Andre? And and Libby, I'm sorry, Lizzie, and then I think he they, calls her Lib though. I think you guys are is right. it Lib? Is it Libby? You live Libby, right? So so let's just say Eleanor's parents. Something happens to them. Do you guys see a scenario where um, Andre's brother comes and takes Eleanor to Moldova and raises her? I just don't. I just like, going I, to. I I don't see that happening. And I think this whole Godfather situation is just kind of what Lon said. It's just to control the situation to cut her away from her family. He clearly does not have a good relationship with the family. The fact that he was talking so much smack, I was like, come on, dude, like be a man. Like they're paying for, for probably they paid for this flight that you're, you, you know, that you took to come here and get married and they're going to pay for the wedding and all this stuff. The least you can do is be neutral. You know, right. he is just talking shit right and left and just, you know, being an alpha male, telling her what to do. And I was like, come on, dude, you're such a loser. Yeah. I, a bet you, I bet you he paid for that luggage fee, that $200 <laughs> luggage. I mean, no he, no, he did not. Sorry. I bet you she paid for that luggage fee. because Or her like, dad paid for it. Yeah. Daddy, I need more luggage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any I, other other things to say? Sorry, Miriam. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just, I just can't stand the guy. <laughs> it's so, gonna give. It's gonna him. get pretty good. It looks like. Well, I mean, good being an operative word here. Uh, next episode, <laughs> it looks like he really pushes her buttons about like gender roles and stuff. Right. Yeah. Did you guys well, see the episode? Him. Yeah. Uh, I like, guess like his mom is like super traditional and serving them teas and stuff and. And again, this could be fabricated, right? It could be. But she's all like, oh, you know, does, does, does she like this all the time? And he's like, this is what a real Moldovan housewife should be like or something. And he pushes her button. Oh, yeah, she's I like, saw that. Excuse you? you know? <laughs> so it, it's got to get into that, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure a real Moldovan, you know, husband or man of the house, they go out and work. And, they and don't do some shit too, right? Right? <laughs> so, I mean, it could go both ways. Yeah. Like, I, I, just know, I hope she call him to, out to, on to, it. Yeah, to call that out. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I just I hate it when people people do that. You know, like in Nigeria, like oh, the women have to do this. Okay, well, what do the men have to do? Well, I'm sure man, they have yeah. a damn role. Yeah, and are you, you know? living like, up to that role? Thank you. Like, I would like to see your job description. Yeah. You know, 
<laughs> um, Look, you're not even qualified. What? <laughs> do we want to talk about Colty first or Larissa? It's all going to tie in, I think. Should we talk about Jess? What about and Jess? Didn't Larissa call her? Yes. And so say, he- I have some information to share about Colty. I think that that was contrived. I don't know what you guys think because here's why. I think when Larissa reached out to Jess on social media, right? Assuming it's Facebook. She's probably say like, hey, I want to talk. I want to, I want to create this scene. I know that you're filming as well, right? Yeah. Imagine that, right? Just indulge yeah. me here. And we both know that we can speak Portuguese to each other, but let's speak in English so that the audience will understand. Mm-hmm. And then, so there... It was the scene in very broken English, and they both somehow understand each other. And what about like, how? What about how the camera was like zooming in on Larissa, zooming in on the picture of her and Colt? I thought that was so fake. Like, yeah, I get it. We all zoom in like on our ex, and we like, look, you know, she, she examine. was checking out his knees. I know. Yeah, it was Gross. weird. It was I was just like, weird. what are you I mean, doing? Yeah, and I know she don't miss him. And I know she'll miss those knees. Um, so Ew. I don't know. It, it, it felt a little bit fake, but um, I have been also like following Larissa on social media. And I don't know if you guys know, but you know, she was dating that one guy, Eric. Yes. Okay. So basically when she divorced Colt and uh, then she jumped into this relationship with Eric. And now when we're watching her, she's not in this relationship with Eric anymore. Yep. But now on her social media, they are together. So this is like their, the break, I guess, where, where they're not. But what happened between um, the time that they were together and that they were not is that Eric went to Colt's house and met up with him and Debbie. And he even like took flowers to Colt, like did this whole thing what? on Instagram. What? Yeah. I swear Why? to God. For so, what? Yeah. It was so <laughs> hurtful just to hurt her. Like just to be a dick because they broke up. And so Dude, he went, that's like that's like Tom and, and Jesse ganging up on Darcy. Wait, yeah. the Eric guy took flowers to Colt so that he could yes. hurt Larissa? Yeah, because you know Larissa's whole thing is like, where's my flowers? What a oh, wow, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's a it was, dick whole, I know, it was a total dick move. And then they took pictures. Like, imagine him in the middle of Colt and Debbie. Um, and then, and so I'm thinking that this was like a revenge move based off of that shit that I saw, but that, none of that is aired. That's oh, that was only on social that's media. That's so cringy though. I like, know. That's whack. It was. That, it was. That is so dumb. I don't know Eric well, but do you think he was hurt badly by Larissa to the point where he had to be this vindictive? I think that, I think that Eric's a fame whore. I think that yeah. he's using Larissa to become popular. And she did so, diss his sex game Another too, right? Tom Brew. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you guys think about the call? Is it like a? Is it a? You know, do you think it's a a girl code type of thing, or are they? It's just extra drama, unnecessary drama. Like, would you do it if if you were Larissa, and as and if you would put yourself in Jess's shoes, how would you feel about getting a call from? Or like, how would you feel about that whole situation? Did you want to go first, Miriam? Or? I mean, sure, I can. I mean, the thing is, how would I feel? Like, I mean, the thing is, if there was no K-1 visa involved, would Jess be interested in Colt? 
I don't think so, honestly. I think this is a situation. She's an au pair. Her visa's finishing up. She's like, let me see if I can, like, you know, keep staying in America. This guy Colt is here, whatever. I, I, think, I think that's what's going on with Jess. Colt might really be into her. I don't know. But the fact that Larissa said a couple of things to Jess, I think that now Jess is going to be on high alert. The whole phone thing, the whole Vanessa, you know, thing that she's already susp- that Jess is already suspicious of. I think all that's going to come out. And I think, I think that Jess doesn't know what's going on. She seems very carefree spirited, you know? Um, and so I think that she's like, okay, like, like, let me just talk to this woman. Like, what does she want? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Larissa's whole thing is like, I'm going to F him up and I'm going to like tell her what, you know, what he's all about. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Is she breaking girl code? Not really. Cause Colt's kind of a dick. Like that's someone you want to be warned about yeah personally so i don't i don't think she broke any girl code i th- i thought it was more like it, she is like if anything practicing girl code for warning him it's what i meant is that you know if if he's such a dick i will i would giving her the heads up yeah i'm not mad that larissa's warning jess of cold and i think they both reached that whole um re- like they had that aha moment where like yeah Colt does hide his phone or like kind of this, yeah, I mean, you know, like we when met. She said, "Oh, is he like X Y Z?" And then yeah. Jess was like, uh, "And we met the other woman too, Vanessa, who I think I, I one of the Pillow Talk cast actually say, "Oh, she kind of looks like Larissa." Yeah. So, and and Colt <laughs> yeah. even admitted that they had a they had a thing, right? They had a fling or something. And this is the same Vanessa that I think Jess would will will be arguing with Colt on. Um, is that the you know. I think she'll discover something in, in yeah. the next few episodes, right? I thought it was already going to happen. The way they, they played the previews out, I thought it was already going to, that scene was already going to take place. But my question is, how the fuck is Colty a player? Like, what do women see in him? Yeah. Like, well, I, think, I think Larissa hit, it, hit it on the nose. It's like, he's like that geeky guy, the, un, the unsuspecting guy. And I have a friend and she kind of was like, you know what? I, you know, she's like single meeting all these guys at the bar before COVID, obviously. And then she said, she she kind of described someone like Colt and how he was kind of geeky. And she's like, so I threw him a bone thinking that because he's geeky, he's going to like be more grateful to be around me. And then, you know, he ended up also being a dick. And and I think that's what Colt is kind of banking on. Like he, he has this look where he's like a big teddy bear. Like he's, you know, unassuming, unassuming, exactly. (laughs) Non-threatening. And you know what? He's, he's that guy that is going to say all the right things to you. Charm your panties off of you over the internet. Cause talk he's about like, his mom a lot. Right. Yeah. And I have my cats and all I yeah, do is my work. Cats. And I live in Las Vegas <laughs> and I got That's these glasses. You right? Yeah. And I'm a victim. Like my ex-wife, right. you know, right. she, you know, got arrested for domestic violence. Like, I mean, the way he, the way he talks about it is like, as if Larissa is like over there punching on him and like beating right. on him and look at her physically and look at him physically. There's no way there was domestic violence against him. Um, but he's just, he's an unsuspecting nerdy geek, but at the end of the day, he's just a dickwad. Yeah. So that's his, that's the angle. Did you guys catch the part where he revealed that he paid for Jess's ticket to Brazil and like yes. gave her a thousand dollars? Yes. 
Yeah. And then went on to say, but it's not like I'm giving money for Botox. And that's like a jab to like Larissa, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about how Debbie just invited herself to Brazil? Yeah, I know. Uh, so, hello. Damn, Debbie. <sighs> and how come he so didn't awkward. say no or stop the mama's boy? Yeah, that's, I don't know. Is and that Debbie TLC clearly again doing stuff, or is that really him? I don't know. And Debbie clearly is on a mission to not let this relationship go forward. Like that is her mindset right now from the get go, because she hates Brazilian people based off of her relationship with Larissa. That she is just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like here's another Brazilian girl on my man, on my man, <laughs> on my son's <laughs> jocks, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure this doesn't happen. You know? Possibly, yeah. yeah, highly possibly. Um, it sounds like um, Colty and Debbie needs to be on Smothered, the other TLC yes. show. Yeah, it's like totally it's like how type. Stephanie is trying to pimp herself that way too. Like she kept talking about her mom, like as if, like, oh, you know, me and my mom were close, blah blah. And I was like reading between the lines <laughs> when I watched their their you know their segment on B90 Strikes Back, and I'm like. This chick wants to be on another TLC yeah. show. She wants to extend her contract with TLC for sure. Um, yeah, always yeah. hustling. Always, it's, it's always the next. <laughs> so. Yeah. Any other thoughts about Larissa and? Yeah. And for, so for me, I thought um, when I when I saw the Larissa scene, um, part of it was like, oh yeah, maybe she's just she's just looking out, but it seemed more on the vengeance side. Mm. more on the sabotage like i i can't fucking stand this guy colt i can't stand my ex i can't stand what he did to me and how he almost made me like um put my citizenship at risk so i'm gonna get back at this guy right that's the way i i took it um i do think there was a little bit you know yeah let me warn this girl let me tell let me tell her how he really is but i think the ultimate goal was to ruin um, his happiness. <laughs> um, now, if I were Jess, um, as a, uh, not just as a guy, but my own pride, if an ex-boyfriend were to come at me and be like, look, I think you're really cool, um, and I don't think uh, that you know her the way I do, blah, 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 she's more like this, more like that, Um I would be, maybe it's foolish pride, but I wouldn't even give the guy the time of day. I'd be like, well, that's why y'all broke up. Yeah. You know, you're only saying this because you're bitter, you're heartbroken. Um, it's going to be different with me. I'm not the same as you. She loves me differently. I'm a better guy, right? I would be doing, no matter how truthful he was or genuine, I would just, um, my pride would just like, tune him out um but would that be in your back pocket or the back of your mind like it i feel like when someone does that the damage is done because the information's out whether or not you choose to accept it it's it's there you're already informed so like if let's say for example if some if if someone warned you about you know your your girlfriend or whatever and say hey she uh she's a lying Oh no! I was gonna say the, a lying bee, like what Osuelo called right. the lying. And so but, the like, would you would you then like you know at the back of your head like be on on your toes or on the lookout for like any time your your significant other lies and you'd be like, oh my god, that guy was right. 
you know, like she is a lying bee, you know? So I, I just would, feel like it, the damage is done, you know? It would be there. Um, it would be there once she proved that it was there. Um, if I were, let's say the, that phone call came in, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. And I'm pretty sure she would justify it. She'd be like, oh, that incident? Well, here's how it really went. And then I would believe her. And then I'd be like, well, he also said this. Oh, well, he's not telling you that this happened because X, Y, Z. And then if I were, you know, in order for me to move on with the relationship, I would have to take her word for it. Because if I didn't, then that means, again, like we, like we, like we are saying frequently now, it's dead then, cut it off. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, going to, if I'm going to continue the relationship, I'm going to have to tr- take her word for it and then yeah. put 100% trust behind that. And then, like you said, Nadia, when it, once it does happen and once she proves that she is that person that he said, then I'd be like, this bitch, right? Like, right. Yeah. I should have trusted him, right? And then, and then it would come out that way. But, you know, yeah. because I, mean, I would I- want... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I think Larissa like planted that seed of doubt, right? Mm-hmm. She yeah. planted it. Yeah, and and Jess was already doubting up. him. Jess hung up so abruptly. Oh, she ha- right? yeah. She said, "Click." Right. <laughs> I mean, she didn't want to hear it because she's already doubting this guy. She's she already knows there's like this Vanessa chick that keeps calling him, and I know something's going on. It's a big. It's, that, it's the woman's intuition. She knows. Yep. And then for Larissa to say, "Hey, you know what? Like, does he always hide his phone from you?" Like. And the fact that he's still seeing Vanessa, mm-hmm. Vanessa's coming to his house, Debbie's right. cooking food for them. The mom was a big know? one too. Didn't she say, be careful of that Debbie? She's a, what did she call she's her? A demon. She she's, she's a demon. She's a wolf. Or, <laughs> a wolf or, yeah. She said something bad about her, yeah. <laughs> but she is a demon. I mean, she, yeah. Debbie is kind of a demon. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught her in, in the last, you know, the, her, their season, but she was just like, just oh, yeah yeah she was yeah, nasty so much drama they was fighting yeah you know. i didn't slam the door in front of y'all <laughs> right <laughs> what about what about that um what do you call it that thing in the casino that they the, that they were fighting over the slot machine in the corner of the, in the corner of the oh, house oh the decorations or whatever yeah no, it, yeah home. <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is gonna be sure. interesting yeah um but would it be as interesting as what happened to Asuelu after he oh. took off from his <gasps> from the house? Can he That's... even go anywhere? Like, does he even have money? Like, is he going to get... And by the way, someone pointed out that that's actually a, a town bus or a city bus. So it will come back to the same location. That's not like you're not taking a Greyhound to another state or back to Utah. So... I don't know what he was thinking. He's probably, I mean, it, he's like a kid. It's a tantrum. tantrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. He's but you a know tantrum. what? Like, if someone would have called me a lying bee, like, that's where I draw the line, man. Like, it's right, think about it, right? You're, you're like taking care of like two kids and then one man child and being called a lying bee. That's just not he cool. did. Who did he, did he call his wife that or his mom? Yeah. He called Kalani, Kalani a lying. Yeah, he no, called her mother-in-law. Said, in, don't, yeah, don't talk. Yeah, to in front of her mom. Like, how dare you like that insult your wife while her mom is just next to to her and driving all of you? That was bad. Uh, 
you know, in her, in her car. Like that just blows my mind how yeah, he's so terrible. insensitive. Like I guess he just doesn't compute how wrong that was. Just like how yeah. he doesn't compute that he shouldn't be plucking an unripe lemon or orange and just starting to eat that. That's just weird, yo. Like <laughs> yeah. What is that about? I mean, I, mean I, I definitely can also see from Unsuelo's perspective that he feels very claustrophobic in his environment. Everywhere he goes, his kids, Kalani, his in-laws, he, he said it over and over again. I don't feel like I'm the man of the house. He's clearly mm. not producing any income. So he's not feeling like, like he's a man. And he was homesick. I want to go to Samoa. It's not going to happen. And then what happens they turn around and go visit more of her family which probably is like on the bottom of his list you know what i mean so i can kind of see how he's like this like just boiling pot that he's just boiling on the inside. a ticking like, time bomb yeah he's a ticking time bomb you know what i mean yeah. and 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 i'm, I'm kind of worried for him because he visibly looks depressed he looks mm-hmm. like he's just not happy He's just not all there in his head. It could be like the depression. It could be other stuff. I don't know. Um, but that doesn't really excuse the way he was speaking to Kalani in front of her, in front of his mother-in-law. It was like really disrespectful. And then he was trying to get all fresh and say, oh, well, you know, the way you talk to your husband in private is, you know, like whatever you guys talk about is how you talk to each other. And I love how she turned around and said, well, I'd like to see you talk to her like that in front of my husband. Because yeah. we all know Kalani's dad don't play. Yeah. So I got you there, Miriam. Um, and I did feel I, I did empathize with him when he said, I'm not I, I'm not the man of the house. Um, her parents are here and they're they're taking her side and no one's on my side. Um, he feels emasculated, right? I think. And um he's the one that feels alone. He's the one that doesn't have anyone to turn to. Um, and to magnify that, you know, his number one wish at this moment is to go see his family. And that was taken from him. So I, I get that frustration too, right? But I also um, believe, and this was the thing I had, you know, with, uh, with Big Ed, you know, when you're in front of the cameras, there's a certain level of respect that you have to afford um, somebody that you love, you know, especially your wife at this point. And to, um, uh, to disrespect her on camera that way, you know, to call her a lying bitch, to, um, to not give her, like, credit. You know, that's, just, that's, that's taking it a bit far. I get how frustrated you are, but then um, to just say that what she does is easy, um, you know, when, as you pointed out, Miriam, when you're not doing jack, you know, but playing volleyball with your homies, like, if it's so easy, then why don't you do it yourself, right? And I think Mm -hmm. she, I think she, um, Kalani pointed that out as well. And I'll give him credit for some of it being frustration. um, Some of it being, you know, he feels emasculated. He feels like he can't do the things he wants to do in his household. But on the same token, I think there's a certain level of responsibility that we need to hold him accountable for. And that's, um, you know, raising, raising your kids, helping out, helping your wife, you know, when she needs your help. Um, and obviously for me, that level of respect that you need to afford her, especially when you're being filmed, especially on camera, you know, for a nationwide audience, right? Like you don't want to be treating your wife that way and, you know, your mother-in-law that way. So 
Yeah. He's just he's just a kid. He's a boy. I feel that way. And now I it makes me wonder how old is he again? They mentioned it, twenty something. I think early twenties, right? My God, that's young. It's young, but I think it's that's like Jihoon. Yeah, they're not ready. I guess I can I too can empathize with him. He came from a third world country where women do things differently. They do things the manual way. Um, you know, I'm guessing in his household, there's no washing machine, you know, things are mostly done by hand and, right. uh, you know, the women in Samoa has a certain role to play. And I guess he grew up expecting that out of Kalani or any women, I guess, if it's not Kalani, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how he was brought up. So I get why he thinks that Kalani's job is easy. And, but that was still a very insensitive remark. I think that's his failure to understand his surrounding and how things have progressed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like your parents' generation is different from the current generation that you're living in. You know, times have changed. Um, women are now more empowered and they have, you know, they, they have more things to do. And I get why he's also feeling very... Uh, you know, stifled or suffocated because, you know, just thinking about how, you know, him being in the U.S., I'm guessing he has, he's probably on a, you know, in a, in the middle of a green card process. I mean, mm. this, I'm not too sure. Maybe you guys can correct me on this, but if you're in the process of getting a green card, you cannot leave the country. And I'm guessing America Samoa, even though it's still a U.S. territory, I'm not sure if you're able to leave the country and go to a U.S. territory. And I, I don't know if that will affect your visa status. So maybe he has been in the U.S. for so long and he's just feeling homesick a lot. Um, but again, like like you said, Lon, there's no reason for him to not hold back on his, you know, what he thinks about the whole situation, right? Like he, mm-hmm. if he could practice a bit of restraint like instead of calling your wife a lying bee like that was terrible yeah, yeah and, and my jaw dropped right and i think that was even genuine because the crew's not around so he's think about it he's he's you know he's not on guard because no one is no one is around filming him the, the cameras are he was in there. the privacy of his own vehicle right. at the time right yeah, yeah there are and, no and, filters or whatever and he just like didn't, yeah, he just yeah. blurred it out. He's just thinking out loud and just that. He's just, just venting his frustration at that point. Yeah, and I get it. Like he, you know, I, I I get that he would feel like he's ganged up because, you know, on one hand he wants to do this, and then his wife and her family feels a different way. So I can see how he felt alone and he felt like he's being he's not having a say in the things that he wanted to do, but. At the same time, you have to man up and think mm-hmm. about your, think about others aside from yourself, you know. Right. And the fact that he just stormed off on this birthday Beth tantrum, yeah, yeah that's that just was so childish. That that's just I. He's being a punk ass right yeah, now. Yeah, that was I mean, so for doing weird. That. He didn't say nothing. Didn't say nothing to his kids. Didn't say nothing. To his, I'm just. Boom, I'm gonna get my phone. Phone, phone, phone. He started making up this weird song about his phone and then he left. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. I don't think he can survive without her. <laughs> like, I just don't see him. He's not a hustler. Like, no, a hustler not. wouldn't be 
promoting yogurt. Yeah. I, I also I also don't think Kalani is like that bad of a significant other. Dude, she's for him, amazing. For him, to, for him to lash out at her like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like she's not, she's not it. Larissa. Yeah. You know, yeah. where she's like this like spicy, you know, Brazilian girl. She's hella nice. Kalani is she chill. She tolerates a lot of bullshit. Totally. Totally. Does. She does. So I, I, I just I don't even think that she deserved it. You know what I mean? No. She's just she like her only expectations from him is just to man up a little bit and help me out a little bit with the kids. That's it. Like that's all she wants from him. That's and why I feel bad though too. I, I kind yeah. of feel bad because I don't know if she's doing it for the camera or if she's um, if she's accepting, I guess that role, you know, in their culture of being this like um, submissive um, role in the, in the marriage because he'll, he'll, you know, he'll pop off at the mouth and she'll hold her tongue. She'll just, you see her, the frustration in her face. And then she just kind of keeps it quiet. Occasionally she'll check him, right? She'll say, you know, oh, so you just, you just think everything I do is easy, you know, but there's other times when the camera pans to her really quick and she just, you just see her just seething, but she like keeps it to herself. Yeah. The tears are welling like, up oh in her eyes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like he just, you know, he just keeps talking his smack and she's just like, taken all of it and i'm just like oh my gosh like, i feel so bad for her does she have any other choice though you know what i mean like i i feel like she doesn't really have a choice like but what's the difference her even situation if, is even pretty if bad she, even if she were to divorce or separate from him it's not like he's taking helping her at all he's not contributing yeah, but that's her, it's but a that's burden. her but that's the father of her children. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to raise a child without a father, right? At the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, that's true. But he's not, he's not doing much. And then he's belittling her. He's, it's not, it seems like he's not appreciating what she's doing. He's just expecting oh, she, things she, to go his way. Exactly. I don't think he, he appreciates anything that anyone's doing for him. He's, again, like, he's just another one of these victims. Like, he needs to go to Samoa to visit his family because he's homesick you know it's all about right. him forget about kalani and the kids and how she feels and the fact that she got three hours of sleep you know yeah yeah i feel i just i just feel bad for her i hope things are better for her off camera um you know this is again we i have to be uh, i have to remember that what we see is isn't the entire story and um she just really looked defeated frustrated at times so did he you know but I think I think she has it harder <laughs> than he does at the moment. Yeah, he looks know. like he has Maybe a permanent I'm wrong about that. Yeah. Um, We've come to the end of our coverage of Happily Ever After. Do we want to take a moment and tell our listeners what our favorite WTF moment is? Asuelu, WTF. That's me. Yeah, me I can't too. believe you. Same. I can't believe you called your wife a lying bitch on camera. What are you doing? You're fucking up, man. I don't need totally, to but whatever. That's WTF. Yeah. That's it for me. Same yes. here. I was like WTF, and then just go f yourself because it's <laughs> yes. unacceptable. Like that's the kind of shit you say in your head, not out loud, mm-hmm. in the back seat, like a scrub, uh, you know, of a car while your mother-in-law is driving you. While the mother-in-law is, you know, like yeah. get the hell out of here. And your father-in-law is going to watch that shit. Oh, Oh, and he is going to just give it to him, hopefully. And I cannot wait to watch that. I was secretly hoping he tripped when he tried to pluck that fruit. But I guess he (laughs) 
when he yeah, jumped he got to lucky to grab the, the lemon or, or the orange one. or whatever that he was eating. And I was like, <laughs> it looks like he's not enjoying it. Why offer it to Kalani and the and their son? It's gross. It's like, what the fuck do you mean by not use expensive words? <laughs> and why are you storming off and taking a bus and, a and, and like calmly asking production to remove your mic that's like by the way i think that's 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 a that's a violation in the contract if i'm not wrong i mean i I'm, i could be making this up but like it is yeah because like if you think about it they signed a, an agreement to mm. be filmed together as a couple now if he were to like leave while they're filming think about the repercussions because yeah, I mean that's you know that's not fair to the production crew because they've come there to film both of y'all, and if you're not participating, then you know that's it a waste is. of their time. That's how know? they roped in Ash, I think last. Uh, yeah, remember when it? Ash wanted Ash to, was like, trying to, leave? and they said, uh, 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 "Yeah, <laughs> you're under even contract, with, bro." <laughs> even with Yazan, like. <laughs> Someone had to talk to him and calm yeah. calm both of them down, right? Yazan and Ash, because they probably have to remind them that hey, remember that contract you signed? Right. Uh, that's why these guys are here to film you. Yeah, you better get your ass back, uh, you know, in front of that camera. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, Asuelo probably got away with this, and it's I one of those I, things. I think it was the bus. That's the thing. The bus couldn't wait. They're like, hey, we gotta go, man. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. He's probably gonna call. He probably called Kalani after that and like, "Hey, I'm lost. Can you pick me up?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably <laughs> called Kalani and said, "Could you please Venmo me two dollars because yeah. I need bus fare." Yeah, I'm on the corner of so and so and so and so. You're yeah. gonna have to pick me up. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So that is the end of our episode. Um. You guys have any last words for our listeners? Um, again, hit us up, um, 90 Day Fiance, WTF. Let us know what you think. We love to interact with y'all. Yeah, and, and I'm look- follow people too. Yep, and I'm looking forward to Brittany and Yazan. I think that's going to be interesting. Oh, yes. that's explosive. Yeah. yeah. I saw I the preview. Yeah. All right. Well, Anyways, thanks. thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank